You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. I'm excited to talk to you guys today about the number one skill. I've changed my philosophy on this a few times, but in the last three weeks, I've come to discover that there is a skill set that rests on top and leads all of the other skill sets. I want to actually do some teaching on this principle, on this skill set that I think is going to be foundational for you hitting whatever it is you want to hit in 2019. This doesn't just have to do with money, whether you have a money goal, whether you have a relationship goal, whether you have a health goal, whatever it is, this skill set is the one ring to bind them all. Little Lord of the Rings throwback for you. Over the weekend, one of our elite clients, we were messaging back and forth, and he asked me this question after I had given him some thoughts and some advice on how to think about something. He said, you are a true student of the game, but how did you become this good? Is it reading? Is it studying? What is it that makes you different? And I've actually been asked that question enough times that I think it's time for me to break down methodically how Chris and I think differently. It's not necessarily that we are better marketers than the rest, because there are some people who actually are really, really damn good marketers and they're friends of ours and there's some really good marketers, but there's a different type of thinking that Chris and I deploy. And if you're interested in growing holistically, anybody know what holistically means? Not just one little micro area, but from a macro standpoint, every single area of your business and life is growing holistically. If that's what you want, you should be asking these questions all the time with the people you admire. What do you think about this? How do you think about this? What makes you different? What is it that you do? In fact, I remember one time we were um, we were at a uh, a mastermind with somebody, and there was a guy, there was a guy like right at the feet of this mentor. It was like kind of weird because he's like, dude, this guy is a, he's not Jesus. Like you need to back up a little bit. Uh, he was like a little too into this guy, but he was asking him like what he ate for breakfast and what time he woke up and if he had dreams, some crazy stuff. But to be honest, there's some wisdom in that because, you know, when we started working with Jay early last year, I wanted to know everything. And I remember asking him, like, what do you do for fun? Do you read books that aren't business books? How much cash do you try to keep on hand? How do you treat your family? How do you do your, there's this thirst that you should have if you want to grow holistically to explore how a person thinks. Is this making sense so far? I'm, I'm gonna, you guys like, this is a little weird. Okay, good. And anyway, we had a team meeting uh, a couple weeks ago where I got up all in everybody's grill. Um, and so, in fact, my exact question was, raise your hand if you make more than $10 million a year. How many people raise their hands? Nobody. Well, raise your hand if you make $6 million a year. Nobody raise their hand. I'm like, okay, well, so what's confusing to me is none of you make more money than I do. And yet you're not asking me any questions. There's a problem with that. There's a problem because you're not asking me questions. You're not asking me Hey, Taylor, how do you get so much done? Hey, Taylor, clearly you accomplish more than I do. How do you think about this? How do you manage your day? How do you do this? And a lack of questions, a lot of times it's easy for you to justify that as, well, I don't know what to ask. 
How many of you are guilty of saying this? Well, I just don't know what to ask. As if that's an excuse to not grow. I just don't know what I don't know. Okay, cool. Have fun being stuck. But the deeper issue, see, I don't know what to ask. That's a very sur- surface, surface issue. The deeper issue is usually you either don't know what you want. If you don't know what you want, you can't know what to ask, obviously. Or you're too busy to think like a normal human. You're cognitive overload or you have ego. That's pretty much the only three things that can actually put you into a position where you don't know what to ask. That's it. You either don't know what you want. You're too busy to think like a business owner or you've got ego. That's pretty much it. Anyways, this isn't even what I'm talking about today. I'm just on a tangent. But anyways, this person asked me, what is it that makes you different? And it hit me that I haven't done any teaching on how to actually answer this question and how to actually replicate not my marketing prowess, not my ability to write copy, but my ability to think through and around situations to ultimately get whatever it is that you want, whether that's a healthy relationship with your spouse, whether that is money in the bank, whether that is involvement with a nonprofit or things that you believe in. And so I'm going to throw a lot of concepts at you today, but I want to tell you first and foremost, The single responsible for my success today isn't copywriting or selling or advertising. It's the skill set of, write this down, regulation. 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 If you develop the ability to regulate everything in your life, inputs, creating outputs, temperatures, Regulation, regulation. And uh, another way to put this would be self-awareness because I really think the self-awareness and regulation go hand in hand because how many of you know you can't regulate anything if you're not aware of it? Self-awareness is 100% the first step. In fact, I think I just answered my question before we were talking about how are certain people, how do certain people nail it and certain people just fall off the depths of the earth? And I think it's because when someone is walking through their life or business unaware They have no control over ultimately the direction or where they're going. Regulation. Let me say regulation. So I hope you guys are ready today because I'm going to blow you up. I'm going to turn your world upside down. I'm going to teach you from my own experience how to get anything you want, even when what you want is difficult. Now, if what you want is not difficult, then what you want is probably silly. You should just change what you want. Human psyche is only happy if we're pursuing something that is a little bit difficult. So stop looking for the easy way out. Self-awareness and regulation. All right, so we might do some more training on this uh, down the road because I don't think that you can fully, you know, completely digest this in one day, but you you will want to listen to this more than once. This is, though, seriously the most impactful skill, regulation, the ability to regulate. In physics, there's something called control theory. And you guys may know this, that, one of the differences, you know, I'm answering the big picture answer. What is it that makes you different? It's, this is the, the ability to self-regulate. But when we go into the micro, you know, there's a lot of differences in that. Me and Chris, I'm studying so many different things. Like, I'm literally reading a book right now on evolutionary psychology. It's fascinating how much human beings have actually not evolved at all. <laughs> Sounds actually kind of sad when I say it that way. But it's fascinating that you know, we're still supremely risk averse 
in the moments when we need to risk the most. And we typically tune out feedback if it's negative in nature. I mean, all of these things, it's like, you want to know why most people are poor. Study some evolutionary psychology, and we still operate like cavemen. That's why most people struggle. Anyways, my point is, you know, I'm studying a little bit of quantum physics right now. Richard Koch has some great work on, you know, he's the 80-20 guy. He's got some great work on physics and biology, quantum physics, and how it all integrates into creating a strong ability to think through problems. But anyways, they have this thing called control theory. Control theory says that you can basically control anything given that you have awareness on these two things. I'm going to tell you what they are. And then we're going to reverse engineer how to think about this stuff to produce self-awareness and to therefore be able to regulate the ups and downs of your life and business. Control theory says you can control pretty much anything given that you have awareness. There's the word again, awareness on two things. Number one, the targets should be written down somewhere. Numero uno, the target. What is it? Where are you headed? Number two, whatever micro influences that control the trajectory towards that target. Now, in hindsight, this doesn't sound that complex. It's like, yeah, well, duh. No kidding. You have to have the target, and then you have to have the vehicle to get to the target. Uh, it's amazing how many principles in life are, in fact, that simple, and we just overcomplicate them, and we forget about them, and we allow ourselves to drown in our own chaos but really the solution is simple. So everything in your life, everything in your life is basically regulation and control theory. You want me to give you some examples? Here we go. A thermostat. Thermostat is an example of regulatory control theory. Thermostat. Think about it. You have to have, what happens to a thermostat if there's no desired temperature? There's no target. It's just going to sit there turned off the whole time. Got to have a target. And then he's got to have, influences over the micro, you see, a thermostat is regulation and control theory. What about a speedometer and an acceleration pedal? All right, regulation, control theory. There's the target, and then there's influences that you can adjust to it, to hit that target, okay? What about macros? Any uh, health trainers, physical goo, you know, beach body trainers, macros? Control theory, it's regulation. And we have simple regulatory systems and we have complex systems. But all of them have one thing in common. Number one, they have a target, a desired outcome. Number two, there is clarity around the influences that control your trajectory towards that target. Remember, we're talking about the answer to the question, what is it about you guys that makes you different? And I'm explaining that. I'm taking the scenic route here so you get all the goodies. I could just be like, yeah, have goals and hit the goals. But then you'd be like, uh, you know, then you would complicate that and it would become complex. And then you'd be jumping off cliffs because some other guru told you to do it. And it's not the goal. Not the goal. You with me so far? So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Am I a marketer? Yes. Am I a copywriter? Yes. Am I a salesman? Yes. Well, all of those things. And so are you. But more than any of those things, I am an archer with a clear 
unwavering target. And I've developed the mastery over the elements necessary for me to hit my target. I'm going to literally repeat all of that because this should probably be copied out and put into something that you read every day. More than any of those things, I am an archer. I am an archer with a clear, unwavering target. Now I've developed mastery over the elements that impacts me hitting that target. Just went through this with uh, our sales teams. Been training them for a good little bit on control theory and how to control everything. And, you know, the number one the number one thing that new closers and new advisors deal with when they come in and they start working with us is they don't have the maturity to identify the causes that throw them up and down from a number standpoint. And so they'll come in and they will close a lot of deals and then they won't close any for like a month. And I'll be like, well, what's different? And they'll be like, nothing, nothing's different, Taylor. Whoa, with me. It's the market. It's my apps. Nobody has money. The economy's crashed and blaming everything else. And I'm like, well, what are you doing different? And they're like, nothing. I'm not doing anything different. And it's actually immaturity because 99% of the time, we have control over all of the different micros. In fact, the dude named Henry, don't even know his last name, Henry Poncare mathematician, I have the quote written down and I forgot to put his name in there, but he said this, a very small cause which escapes us determines a considerable effect which we cannot ignore. And then we say that this effect is due to chance. Right, so this is an explanation of people who are coming in and they don't understand these principles. A very small cause which escapes us determines a considerable effect which we cannot ignore. And then we say that this effect is due to chance. So if we know that the secret to why I am where I am is, first of all, self-awareness, which allows me to practice regulation, then the goal encompassing all of this is to search for, identify, and understand the causes to predict and therefore control the effects. That's it. So simplify the game for you for a second. If you're running from thing to thing to thing to thing and you're out of breath, constantly trying to catch up, and then you're going home and taking care of the family, you're like getting out of the house, you're just boom, 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 boom. I can virtually guarantee you that you are trying to chop down a tree with a baseball bat. Your axe is not even dull. You just lost the blade. You got a piece of wood you're trying to chop a tree down with. You will never make it. Ever. Ever. Please compete with us so we can completely take over the whole market. There's no chance you have to understand the causes that produce the effects if you aren't self-aware enough and you don't have the time invested into finding it. This is the problem with most people who are new. In fact, a couple of new clients who came in, I was talking with them and, you know, not going to see their names, but they're awesome. And they came in and they, they're killing it. And, you know, one of their biggest fears is that like, this is kind of a fluke and they're just going to lose it. And it's because they haven't had the time to actually do that, where they haven't had the time to identify the causes that predict and control the effects. So they're following a playbook that works. They're following our playbook, which is producing results, but they don't understand it yet. They haven't had the time to actually find the causal and the cause and effect. And so it's causing a little bit of confusion. This makes sense to everybody.
Dude, give me one second because my AirPods are about to die. So I'm taking them out and uh, I'm switching audio. Two seconds. All right. So picking back up, the goal is to search for, identify, and understand the causes that predict and therefore control the effects. So I think that what we can do right now is we can go into a couple different uh, different examples that we can solve them. And then I'm going to give you seven things that I see commonly transgressed in the marketplace that actually keep people from the ability to regulate and hit targets. Sound good? All right. So let's throw a couple examples. Maybe you can throw a problem that you're dealing with in the chat and I will take you through this process of how I actually think about it, how I use self-awareness and regulation to actually build a plan around it. I'm just going to start with my own because I don't want to wait for the lag in Facebook, but go ahead and throw a problem in and we'll solve it. But number one would be, okay, not enough leads. All right, so not enough leads. And remember, we're not marketers or copywriters. We are all of those things. But at the heart of this, we are archers, ruthlessly committed to a target and seeking to develop mastery over the elements that impact that target. Okay, so not enough leads. What I would do is I would say, what are the things that impact my ability to get leads? Because if you're an archer and you actually take this analogy literally, you've got the wind, you've got the temperature, you've got all of these different things, the type of arrows, arrows you've got all these different things. It's no different in any other situation, problem, circumstance, environment, etc. So, what are the things that contribute to your ability to get leads? All right, so you got organic, you've got paid traffic, you've got all of these things that actually impact and move around the needle when it comes to getting leads. So to the person who is not getting leads, first and foremost, to really regulate this problem, we have to be self-aware of what's contributing to the problem. Where are we? Where are we stuck? All right, so what have you done in the last week to generate lead flow? And here's what most people do is when you ask them that question, they lie to themselves, which prevents them from solving the problem in the first place. All right, so what do we do to get leads? Well, we can make a post and we can run ads to it, and then we can test it. And then through regulation, I just don't know if you guys are keeping up with me right now because it's like I think you guys want this to be like chemistry, advanced level neurology, but it's like, this is really very simple. The only way that a rocket hits its target is by correcting, course correction. The only way a thermostat actually enforces control theory is by course correcting. Course correcting is a natural law built into the wiring of achieving goals. And what the problem that I see in most individuals is we are afraid of missing a target when Missing the target gives us the necessary data to hit the freaking target. So you will not hit the target if you're afraid of missing the target. You have to be able to miss a target, adjust the data points, and go again. The secret, self-awareness. Self-awareness gives you the ability to regulate. And being able to regulate allows you to actually hit any goal you have, not just marketing. Let's regulate holistically. Sometimes the problem is marketing. Sometimes it's not. Here are some common mistakes that people make that impede their ability to regulate. Number one, this is where you literally need to write this shit down. Common mistakes people make, number one, they change their target every three months. They change their target every 
three months. Now, obviously, the three months is ar- you know it's arbitrary, but you can't hit a target that is moving around all the time. And a lot of times, people underestimate what they can get done in three, four, five, ten years, and they grossly overestimate what they can get done in like a day and a half. Freaking keep your target the same until you hit it. Remember one of our old clients who uh, came through right at the very beginning, and he got his business to 80K a month. He was doing 80, 85 a month, and we didn't have a lead back then. We didn't have a place for people to stay around, and he ended up transitioning out. And how much money do you think he makes today? Not a whole lot more than 80 grand a month because he started a software company and then he started a webinar agency and then he started four other businesses and then he started nine other businesses after that and then he hired people and fired people. It's like, look, there's a lot to be said that we're doing the same thing. We're trying to achieve the same thing that we were trying to achieve three years ago. Sometimes our targets get bigger, but they're the same targets. Make sense? Number two, you ready for number two? They begin to experiment with the tried and true. We're talking about mistakes people make. Number one, they change their target. Number two, they begin to experiment with the tried and true. It would be a silly thing for a NASA engineer to go up to the top of the building, throw a chair off the roof because they're experimenting with gravity. Nope, gravity is kind of a proven thing at this point. Fundamentals are not going to change. And let me tell you something that you don't need to experiment with whether you should post organic. Like, hey, uh, why, haven't, why haven't you been selling stuff? Oh, I'm just experimenting with the new script that I found. No, this is fundamentals. This is a problem we see all the time, even with our own internal team, is they'll go into a little bit of a slump, boom, they start experimenting. Do not experiment with fundamentals. They've been the same for 150 years. They're not changing today just because you had a bad week. You having a bad week does not mean that the fundamentals have suddenly, oh my God, changed. Number three, they don't even know what the target is. Let me tell you something. Here are some some examples of targets that are not really targets. Make more money. Get more clients. Have a happier life. These are not targets. Can't build anything with those targets. There's no teeth in them. There's no clarity in them. Big, big mistake. Here's a good example of a target. I want to make 100 grand in the next 40 days. Even better, you want to know what even better target is? I'm going to have four conversations every single day for the next 40 days. You guys know the difference between lead indicators and lag indicators. Sometimes if you set too many lag indicators, it can get yourself into a rut. You got a bunch of cars and houses and bank account numbers on your morning formula, but you don't actually have any of your identity built into the process. Bad. So part of my morning formula, part of my goals, I'm building my identity around waking up when I say I'm going to wake up and doing the process. There should be just as much fulfillment in the process as there is the fruit or the byproduct of the process. Number four. Number four. You ready? Number four, dull arrows, dull blades. Dull arrows, dull blades. Too much grinds. Too much grind. You know, when you have so much of your bandwidth being taxed from working, 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 it it takes away this one key ability, and it's the ability to hypothesize. And all of this rests on your ability to hypothesize. If I do X, Y will happen. If I do X and Y, 
Z could happen. If you don't have that skill set, that ability, you are for the rest of your life dependent on smarter people than you figuring out what you want for you. That's a dangerous place to be. It's imperative that you take time to slow down occasionally to sharpen your blade. And here's what's so encouraging about this is I get lost in this trap almost every month. There's such a big difference. There's such a big difference because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to rate myself based on hours. I want to rate myself based on my optimal output. And you just can't do that if you got dull arrows and you're trying to chop down a tree with a dull blade. Make sense? Number five, no game tape review. No game tape review. This is such a huge mistake, man. Such a huge mistake. I'm actually, I'm literally blown away. I'm blown away by how many, how many players think that they can be Kobe Bryant without ever watching tape. Like you can't, you cannot be Kobe Bryant. You can't be Mike Tyson. You can't be elite without reviewing what's going right and what's going wrong. I do a monthly review like clockwork. I do a weekly review like clockwork. In fact, there have probably been about, this is actually bad, but there have probably been maybe 10 times this, this whole year where I haven't done a weekly review. And the weeks that I don't do the weekly review, I just repeat the same mistakes. It doesn't actually get into my long term. No game tape review. My sales guys listen to at least one call a day to review. Seriously, it's not a waste of time. You know, they get uh, obviously paid well for being on the phones, but they're blocking out time so that they can watch game tape, which allows them to learn. Number six, hubris and ego. Forget who wrote this quote, but one of the greatest detriments to future success is past success. Hubris and ego. A little bit of success goes to your head. Oh, we got this client. We got that client. Oh, you're doing 25000 a month. You think you're freaking Jeff Bezos. Grow up. Remind yourself that there are betters that walk the earth and learn from them. I surround myself with people who make way more money than I do, specifically to combat this mistake. I don't want ego taking hold of me. Make sense? Number seven is a little bit of a setup comparing targets. So mistake number one is you change targets every three months. And you know, mistake number three is that you don't even know what the mistake or the target is. Mistake number seven is comparing targets. One of the greatest threats to your potential is comparing yourself to other people. One of the greatest weapons in your arsenal is comparing yourself to other people. It's a double-sided blade. How do you master that? How do you make sure it doesn't pull you out of the pocket? But here's the thing you need to know is every single one of these mistakes, every single one is easily avoided through self-awareness, the ability to regulate where you're going. All right. So listen to this again, uh, morning formula, weekly review, monthly, quarterly reviews, things like that. And uh, I'm telling you, this is like the numero uno secret to pretty much whatever it is that's bothering you. 